Hello. Hello, everyone. This is our post Westminster. Yeah. Episode. So this is Ashley. This is Michael. And this is also about a dog. That it is. Yeah. Um, That's, you know, what we named it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very matter of fact. Very, very matter of fact. Um, we do want to kind of address one thing that happened to us leading up to Westminster and the recording and it being posted and all of that stuff. Just after, because in the timeline we had had our special guest Haley on. Yeah. And I think it was like a couple days later you got something in, it wasn't the the podcast email. That was, no. That was problem yeah. number one. Right. right. So if you guys want to contact us, we welcome it. We really and truly do. However, we give our contact information at the end. That is the appropriate contact information to get a hold of us Actually, for the podcast. Start doing that more regularly because yeah. usually we do it wherever it uh, comes up. But I think we should probably do it at the end moving forward. Yeah. So, someone found our kennel website. Yeah. And contacted us regarding the podcast using our kennel website. Now. That's a big no-no for us because the kennel website is used for me to kind of track and see potential puppy buyers and all of that. And then if you are going to critique us on the podcast and contact us, fine. Yeah, we yeah. know that we aren't perfect. No, we're not. We only have perfect intentions. And we do the best that we can with the information that we can. Right. That we can find. So, if someone wants to correct us, please, for the love of God, cite your sources. Right. Give us information. Uh, We like to do our homework here before we actually record an episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you feel like we've missed something, show us. Give us any information that you might have that might bring something to light, and if there are any corrections to be made, we'll follow up with another episode and put it right there. Yeah. And even indicate who brought us to our attention, and thank you very much for the attention, and we appreciate the information, because we're always willing to learn. And the biggest thing, be kind. Don't come off as a dick. Or mansplain. Well, I mean, that's just, I think, in email correspondence altogether. I mean, I had one earlier this morning where I was very... Polite. I mean, I had to tell somebody that they misspelled the name. Mm-hmm. I said, look, I'm not trying to be that guy, but, you know. Well. And I apologized profusely. I'm talking mainly about the, the message that I received from the Kennel website. No, I'm aware of what you're talking about. I'm just there giving, was, trying to give positive feedback. Yeah, just give some information, cite your sources. And I'm not saying, like... Shower us with platitudes or whatever. Oh, God, no. No. No, 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 no. I'm, know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm just saying be polite. <laughs> We're used to getting too much negative stuff. So yeah. I don't know what to do with positive stuff. This is me. I don't know. Well, the tone of the, like, the first sentence that of that message was, well, you've got a lot of things wrong. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, immediately my, my mentality is like... How rude. I'm, like, a, I'm it, trying, it, you know, we're putting ourselves out there. We we're, don't get paid for this. No. This we, is something we do. It's a labor of love more than anything else. This isn't a job. No. And, you know, we're doing the best that we can. We're searching. We're The whole point and purpose of why we did this podcast mm-hmm. is to educate not only dog people that 
are learning about breeds that they may not even be aware of. Mm-hmm. But it's also to get the general public involved as well. Like if you are curious about whatever breed or if you're curious about dog ownership or dog breeding or what all is involved, that's the whole point of the podcast. If it helps one person, then we did a damn good job. We actually helped somebody get in contact with a uh, different, not really a kennel, I would say, but a different breeder. Yeah. A former colleague of mine um, was looking for somebody. We, you know, got them in touch, I would think, with the correct people. I haven't heard anything from her since. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to knock on wood and hope she got in contact with somebody got the breed she was looking for. Yeah, and, and those of us who, th- those of you who have reached out and are fans of the podcast, we thank you. Yes. So very, very From much. From the bottom of our hearts, we are both very appreciative. Um, we appreciate positive feedback, and if you have any information, you know, whatever, if we've missed something, if, yeah. you know, just give us a heads up, let us know, and also... Um, give us a link so that we too can research because we're looking always to learn yeah we want to learn and so yeah that's kind of the business yeah off the soapbox off of that now let's get on to to the basic business so how is your westminster bracket ashley how did you do hush (laughs) that's (laughs) i think Haley turned out a little bit better than you did didn't she yeah i think she did yeah so we're gonna we're gonna go in order, um, but first, I kind of want to go through just for people that aren't aware, or not involved in dog shows or whatever, and they're not familiar with how shows are run and all of that. So basically, Westminster is a as of right now. It didn't used to be. Now it is, and it might go back. It's weird, but as of right now. Westminster is a champions-only dog show. What does that mean, Ashley? That means that a dog must have their AKC championship in order to participate. However, the top five of each breed, like the top five rankings, each dog's in a particular breed, Mm -hmm. automatically get invited in. Right. This year, because there was so much interest and so many people that wanted to go, yeah, because of this amazing venue, mm. um, people had to go into a lottery. Well, to give a little bit more insight, normally, I think um, we kind of covered this in the previous well, episode. Let's let's just go ahead and just gloss over it real quick. Yeah, it's normally held in Madison Square Garden, like the heart of New York City. In also, February. In February, in the cold, but because of the pandemic, it's being held at the Lindhurst Estate mm-hmm. in Terrytown, New York. Correct. Which looked beautiful from what I could tell. Gorgeous. Right there off the Hudson. And I have to give the club props. They did amazing work in a short amount of time to make sure that this show happened. Because this show happened in 2020, but it happened in February. Of 2020, so it was one of the last major sporting events to actually take place before the pandemic hit. Mm. So, the 
there were a lot of moving pieces and a lot of moving parts yeah. with people that were going or weren't going or what's going to happen, how the testing was going to work, vaccinations, masks, no masks, all of that. They did an amazing job. How much those Westminster masks will go on eBay? I don't know. Those purple masks. Yeah, they had their own Westminster masks that were very classy. Yeah. Um, the judging for Bree... So, back to the whole structure of shows. Mm-hmm. If you got in mm-hmm. to Westminster, if your entry was accepted, if you were one of the top five in your particular breed, or if you got in through the, to, through the lottery process, yeah. then you go on to compete in your breed. Right, the various breeds that are available. Against others within your breed. If you win your breed, then you go on to the group competition. So each breed is assigned its own group based on what they're bred to do and what the history of that breed is. So, for example, uh, golden retrievers are sporting dogs because they're bred to go out, retrieve birds, and all that. Yeah. Whippets are a sight hound, so they go into the hound group. The hound group, yeah. Um, where things get a little weird is you've got, like, say, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Mm-hmm. You see the word spaniel, you would think, oh, sporting dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're actually a toy breed. And this is where the line begins to go gray rather than black yeah. and white. So it's all based on the history, and that's part of the reason why... We cover the history of the breeds that we cover mm-hmm. so that everybody can learn a little bit more about the backstory and why these breeds are so important to people today. Mm-hmm. And then, if you are lucky enough to win your respective group, you go on to compete for Best in Show. Yeah. And then there are two placements for Best in Show. There is Reserve, meaning second overall. Mm-hmm. And then there is Best in Show, meaning the best, best in the... Best of... All of them. Yes. Now, what's interesting, though, is this structure is pretty much the structure about uh, for every single dog show in the United States. Yeah. Clubs may offer certain other things, like um, best brace and show or breast... Uh, breast? Breast. <laughs> best bred by exhibitor and show. Breast. Cer- yeah, Breast. Best puppy, those sort of things. Breast puppy. <laughs> wheels haven't fallen off yet. I'm still going to play with it. The wheels have fallen off. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, I just said it was a silky playing with the breast. <laughs> just, you're done. <laughs> you're done. That was funny. Um, <laughs> so, Westminster used to have best brace, best bred by exhibitor. I'm, you're very courageous to try to say it again. I know. Um, they don't offer those anymore. They do offer best junior handler, meaning a handler between the ages of 9 and 18 on the day of the show. I am a little bit pissed off at Westminster for not actually showing yeah. the junior group. Because, I mean, one of the things that we've noticed a lot is there's a lot more of the... Let's just say people of an older persuasion who have lived longer as opposed to people of the opposite. There's a lot less of that. And mm-hmm. I think, and this is just my own opinion here, they would get a lot more interest if they tried to open it up to 
you know, mm-hmm. younger individuals. Yeah, and they actually had a prime opportunity to do that. And they failed. It they chose... A footnote. Yeah, it was a footnote. They had the opportunity, so... This one, best junior, yay! Yay! Back to the show, that was all there was! Yeah, and the thing is, best junior, like the finals for junior... So the way that juniors work for Westminster is... You have to qualify to get in. I don't yeah. remember the qualifications, so I'm not even going to go into them because I don't want to get them wrong. You want me to look it up? Nah. Okay, don't worry about it. So then, once you qualify, you have to then, in order to compete for the best junior, you have to be selected from individual preliminaries to go on to finals. Yeah. Then the those that are in the finals go on to compete for best junior. Yeah. Best Junior competition was held last night at 7 p.m. Right. When did the pre-show start airing on Fox? Hmm. That would be last night around 7 p.m. Correct. They basically talked about inane nonsense. Yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, they were commentating in regards to who's going to do this, the husband versus wife thing. They beat that to death. They really did. They were trying to really pump up the drama, but then again, it's Fox. So, to me, instead of talking about things that happened the night previous, they should have... And were going to happen that evening. Yeah, they should have focused on the juniors that had busted their ass... Especially if they were already in the ring. They were already there. They were already in the ring, and they chose not to air it. And if people are going to say, well, you know, it's recording minors, yada, 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 yada. There's a caveat to that. Mm. There is a notification when you enter for Westminster and for any dog show that is televised that you automatically release your face and image to be uh, aired on television. That's fair. So that is not a problem. Yeah, that's them covered right there. Yeah. So they should have aired it plain and simple. Um, Westminster also has two other things that happened on that weekend, and that's the Master Obedience Championship, and then there's the Master Agility Championship. The agility one was held on Friday, and I think obedience was done on Sunday. The Both of those events take an immense amount of training. Totally different way of training for either one, um, but props to the winners. Uh, it's There's some aspects that I just don't understand about the agility and how they crown the the grand champion of that or whatever but fine um well i mean to be honest credit where it's due because to do that type of diligence and work mm-hmm. with a dog takes a lot of commitment a lot of time and a lot of training and a lot of respect for me in that regard because mm-hmm. that's not easy no it's not easy and yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing to watch. Mm. My feet would fall off if I tried it. <laughs> but um, I think you would have two problems, not just your feet, but your voice. Yeah, I'd have to... Scream. This way! Go this way! <laughs> <laughs> Through the tunnel! <laughs> um, Alright, so let's get to the whole point of this episode. Uh, we've already let it be known that my bracket sucked. 
Um, Westminster, post-Westminster episode. Ashley's broken bracket. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Haley's victory. Yeah. <laughs> so, the first group was the Hound group. Yeah. My specialty group. Mm-hmm. The, the group that I have the most experience in. Mm-hmm. Um, my predictions were that it was going to be the Scottish Deerhound, Afghan, PBGV, and Bloodhound. Now. I remember this, yeah. The upset was that a dear friend of mine and friend of the podcast who helped provide us with images for the Airedale Terrier episode, oh, yeah. Whitney Meeks, was handling the breed winner for Scottish Deerhound's dog named Sterling. Yeah. So, congrats to her. Congrats to Sterling and his owners and all of that. So, that kind of threw my hound group winner out the window. Um, there was also an upset in Afghan hounds. So, that throws my Afghan hound out the window. Um, I think the PBGV won. Yeah, it did. And then the Bloodhound won its breed. I think both of those were shortlisted. Mm. And when I say a short list, it means that the judge is picking out a selection of six to eight dogs that they want for further consideration for group placements. Right. So it's basically them taking out of the taking these dogs out of the line yep. and telling the other dogs to just kind of back up a little yep. bit, give them space. Um, one thing that I um, didn't realize and a lot of people didn't realize was that bourbon the whippet was going to be there (laughs) and bourbon won the national championship and then i was like well maybe she's done maybe she's done she hadn't been shown all year and then the handler says bullshit (laughs) and the reason why she hadn't been shown all year is because she had a litter of puppies and then was what like four months after whelping puppies, mm-hmm. got her in phenomenal condition. Yeah, for some strange reason, the announcers were creepily announcing in regards to, "Wow, she lost that baby weight." Oh, it's like, it's a dog. Yeah, it's a dog. They bounce back really quick, and if they're already in good condition, they bounce back. Okay, I think it's safe to say that the commentators and the anyone that had a microphone were even talking about. My, Michael LeFave? You just want his job. No, no, no. Let me finish. Yes, I do want his job. But it's just everyone with the microphone at that event just bothered me. Mm-hmm. I mean, from how they talked or joked. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, the, the, there was one woman announcer who was very classy with the other two announcers, the Dr. Dan and Chris. Mm-hmm. She was classy. I liked her. Yeah. Everyone else, no. <laughs> No, they need to, they need, and one woman needs to get her wardrobe checked. I mean, what were you thinking? So, when it comes to the commentators, there's usually a deal where they have an expert and then a common person. And sometimes that common person can be a bit of a moron. And it can get old fast. Wait a minute. You're the expert and I'm the common person. You're not a moron. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. All right. So, the group results for Hound Group. Okay. The actual group results were number one, Whippet. Yeah. Bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. 
Now here is where I burst into tears and started sobbing like an idiot. I'm sorry, I still have that damn song from Bob's Burgers in my head. Kevin Klein. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, whenever a... Whenever a breed that's not common for getting group placements gets group placements, it's emotional as hell. I remember this. You really weren't happy with this judge, and then he turns around and he surprised the hell out of you. So, I had a bad experience with this judge in Orlando a few years ago. You and Rolo had a bad experience. Yeah, Rolo had a bad experience. Um, He actually cranked Rolo's tail up over his back and caused Rolo pain. Physical pain, yeah. Um, Got a big problem with that. Mm. Anybody would. You hurt my dog. You hurt my dog. So, this judge put up bourbon, the whippet. Yeah. But here's the surprising part. He gave group two to a blue tick coon hound, Mm -hmm. which is the first time that a blue tick coon hound has ever won a group placement at Westminster. He gave group three to a red bone coon hound, which is the first time that a red bone coon hound has won a group placement at Westminster. Mm -hmm. Then he gave group four to a harrier. It's the first time in a long time that a harrier has won the group place has won a group placement at Westminster. And now, it's been a long time having to gone to shows in the UK see we actually look see a harrier that actually does what it's supposed to. It looks like it, you don't see harriers at UKC. Oh, not harriers? I get it no. Wrong. Yeah, you got it way wrong. I was thinking of something else. Yes, you were. Can delete that out? <laughs> no. I don't I edit. No, I want I want that gone. I don't want that there. Um oh boy. So you know what I was thinking of. Yes, I do, and we'll okay. get we'll get there in a minute. Okay. Um, now, when I say that I burst into tears and cried like a moron... Which I can vouch for, she did. I definitely did, and I will explain the reason why. Last summer, a dear friend of Michael and I, mm. Phyllis, she passed away from cancer. She was there for us when... It was a very dark moment. Yeah, she was there for us when Alice passed away. Mm. Um, for those of you who like to watch Netflix, she and her husband, Mike, were featured on the Netflix documentary Seven Days Out with their... The first episode, I think. Yeah, first episode. With their harrier named Emmy. Mm -hmm. Um, and for a harrier to win a group placement and not... Collect yourself, you're about to do it again. (laughs) No, I'm not. And not only any Harrier, a relative of Emmy's, Mm -hmm. to get a group placement at Westminster was emotional Mm -hmm. for myself, was emotional for Phyllis's husband, Mm -hmm. for anybody that knew Phyllis. It was very, very, very emotional because the immediate flash that came into our heads was how her reaction would have been. It would have been of pure the purest joy you have ever seen in your life <laughs> and it just it kind of broke me in yeah. in a good way you no know, it was it was positive i mean i wasn't in the room at the time uh, i was probably taking deku and rosie outside but yep. i come back inside and ashley is just sobbing and immediately i assumed the worst and then she explained it to me it's like oh Oh, so this is a good thing. He goes, yeah, this is a good thing. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But so, then your mom was the worst. She's like, why are you crying? 
<laughs> what? What's the matter? And then when we... So it's goes, supposed to be a good thing. Why are you crying? And she goes, it doesn't sound like a happy cry. Right, right. I'm just like, whatever. Happy. Um, when it comes to my off-the-wall stuff, um, I did get the breed results right for training Walker Coonahounds, and... Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Nate did win the breed. Now, I'm going to preface this right here, right now. We are prefacing. Training Walker Coonhound people grow the fuck up. Oh, are you talking about, um, not in, but in, in... The best, in, the best in show part, but you're talking like on the grass, you know, at the tents and shit where you can hear people? No, 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 no. After the fact. Oh, after that. Okay. I got word that the junior handler, meaning the minor child okay. who won best of breed with Nate, who has been showing that dog pretty much exclusively... If you are going to make fun of a of a minor, shut up, grow up, and just stop. You made fun of a minor child. Yes, based on what she was dressing. I heard that people were calling her outfit and what she was wearing as slutty and that she looked like a slut. This is a minor. This is a child, people. Now, How dare you? Me making fun of that one particular individual. She is a woman. She's a grown woman. She can make her own clothing decisions and things like that. This is a minor child who has a mother that she has to answer to. Well, not only that. This is a minor. Hands off. Yeah, don't make fun no, of children. No. If you don't like the group of people that she associates with, if you don't like the dog, fine. But they're not the child's mother. It's no. not their place to say, honestly. I mean, think about it. Kids these days get it enough from individuals their own fucking age. Exactly. They don't need it from adults. Right. I mean, that's like doubling down and making it worse. Right. So... Basically saying the adult world does not give a shit about you. Go elsewhere. I... God. I approve of, the, of this dog. I like him. He is one of the most balanced string walker coonhounds I've seen in my life. And he looks like he can do the job. He looks like he can do the job that he was bred to and do it all night long like he was bred to do. <laughs> he has a correct coonhound head that looks like it comes from English foxhounds, not American foxhounds. So, to me, if I were the judge in the breed ring, I would have done the same. Yeah. So... You know what? Grow up. Grow up. Support your breed winners for the love of God. This goes back to what I said about the junior things. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you, did you happen to know if that child actually heard this shit? I don't know, but it would not surprise me. Because if they did, I mean, that's detrimental and toxic. I mean, do not make fun of minors. Yeah. Th- there are certain things that are off limits. One, children. Mm-hmm. Two, disabled people. Yeah. Three, elderly. Four, anyone that looks different than you. Mm. And five, anyone for their gender or sexual orientation. Mm. And also, 
even though you can't see it, sometimes you can, the religion, okay? Right. Those are the things that are off limits. Leave it alone. Grow up. Okay, Ashley, you put a soapbox there. You need to take it and put it down. Okay. All right, now. You said your piece, and I don't blame you. Yeah, said my piece. Now. Yeah. Next up is the toy group. And I got it right. I got it right. Neener, neener, neener. And you're not at all rubbing it in anybody's face. No. Um. Tell me again that Haley got best in the show, right? She did. She did. So, here's what my picks were. Um, Group one, Pekingese. Group two, Affenpenscher. Group three, Havanese. Group four, Italian Greyhound. Here's how fucking close I was to the real thing. Group one, Pekingese. Group two, Pomeranian. Group three, Havanese. Group four, Italian Greyhound. I missed one placement. Now, and the one placement that I missed is a dog that I couldn't fucking find on my on the counts in uh, Canine Chronicle because when I saw it there, I was like, ooh, yay. I totally forgot about that dog. Group two was a Pomeranian. It's a black Pomeranian, and I really, really like it. It's really rare that you get a very nice black Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. Usually, they're like an orange color. Yeah. This dog's phenomenal. Okay. Um, my off-the-wall ones, uh, none of them made it. So, yeah. That's the toy group. That's the toy group. <laughs> and then, non-sporting. I think I got non-sporting. Yes, I did. Well, you got... Two right. Am I right or am I wrong? Um, yes. Okay. So, here's what my picks were. Group, yeah. group one, French Bulldog. Group two, Lhasa Apso. Group three, Boston Terrier. Group four, Standard Poodle. Mm-hmm. The real results, group one, French Bulldog. Group two, Chinese Sharpei. Group three, Lhasa Apso. Group four, Skipper Key. The poodle that I picked to win breed did not win the breed. Mm-hmm. The Boston Terrier did get pulled for the shortlist. Yeah. Um, the Skipper Key was... Okay, so the Skipper Key that got a group four was one that started to show late last year and was actually starting to do some winning after a top... So... I remember yeah. everyone was very jazzed about the skipper key. Yeah, because there was a top winning skipper key that won the group, was it last year or the year before last? Um, but could not compete in best in show because of a conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conflict yeah, yeah. of remember, interest and all of that. It had to excuse itself, yeah, yeah. Um, but this skipper key, I think, is related to that dog. And very nice dog. Chinese Sharpei. This dog, I think, was maybe second time winning the breed or placed really high in a previous Westminster in its breed. And it was the number one of its breed for the past year or so. Yeah. So, not surprising there. Mm. Next up, Herding Group. Herding Group was the one where I was a little bit... um, Did you get Mm. hurt by the herding group? A little bit. 
Okay. Alright, let's get to it. I said group one, Aussie. Group two, Pooley. Group three, German Shepherd. Group four, Sheltie. Okay. Did we chop down a name what Haley picked or did she not weigh in? So, Haley and I talked extensively about Aussies because the competition for Australian Shepherds for breed this year was Cray Cray. Mm. And the dog that both Haley and I like Mm -hmm. did not win breed. Mm. JJ won breed. He made the short list. Yeah. But he did not get a group placement. So the actual group placements, group one, Old English Sheepdog. Group two, Pooley. So I got the group two right. So I'll take that. Group three, Miniature American Shepherd. First time for a Miniature American Shepherd to win a group placement at Westminster. Group four, German Shepherd. Now, I will be very nice and say that the group three German Shepherd that I had was a different German Shepherd than actually won the breed and group four. German Shepherd competition was ridiculously high as well. You had Tony, who was uh, like number one herding dog for 2019. You had River. Um, there was the, the female River was not there. You have Arabella, who won the breed. Soul Eater, who is Deku's daddy, yep. was shown by Senna, a junior handler. Quite beautifully from what we watched on the stream. To perfection. She did yeah. an amazing job with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Compass was there. Um, I think Compass did place pretty well in the breed. Compass is one of those dogs that I really, really, really wish will win breed for Westminster. He's amazing. He's gorgeous. If anybody is interested in finding out about what I'm talking about, go find the German Shepherd breed judging. Compass is the only solid black German Shepherd there. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, I'm also going to get on a little... Tiny soapbox ish, okay? Oh, not another one. How many did you bring in here? Quite a few. German Shepherd. Every year, when a German Shepherd does well at Westminster, there's always someone that's going to bitch because they don't understand the point and purpose and history of the breed. The breed is designed to be a moving fence. That gate has a purpose. The majority of the breed standard for German Shepherds is regarding the gate. And how the foot timing works. That also means that they are, um, they have more rear angle and they have, um, their wrists look a bit weird. The breed standard says 25 degree angle and very springy and strong. People think, and when I say the wrist, it's also called the pasterns. And people automatically think when they see them for German Shepherds that they are weak pasterns. They're not. They're actually strong and flexible. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of that flexibility is so that they can act as that moving fence and move with ease. If you've ever seen a German Shepherd play in the backyard, they can fucking turn on a dime and it's really creepy it's kind of funny though and it's hilarious Rosie's chasing Deku yeah he turns on her for such a big dog they can outmaneuver pretty much any other dog if they're built yeah yeah, if they're built correctly 
So if people want to criticize German Shepherd structure, please try again. We're used to this shit. <laughs> That's my only thing for that. There's the door. Goodbye. Yep. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. That was the end of night one. Uh, now night two. Yes. We've got the sporting group. And here is where my um, my bracket went to hell in a handbasket. Because I picked... Your bracket broke here. Yes, it did. And my heart. Because my... One of my favorites, the Lagoto Romagnolo, Orca... Didn't win the group. She got shortlisted, and she didn't get a group placement, which I call travesty. Um, because she's beautiful, she's perfection, and I adore her. Not that you're upset about her. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. Um, and I did mention Wamaraners in that there was some breed competition, and sure as hell there there is, and there was, and there was an upset with a young, very nice female. Winning the breed. So the actual group placements were German Shorthair Pointer, Brittany, English Setter, and Wamaraner. Oh, that was the Brittany name Penny, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Giant middle finger in my face from the universe. <laughs> Michael does not like the word Brittany, but it's okay. I really fucking don't. I mean, especially if it's spelled that way. Nothing against a lot of the mm-hmm. Brittany's that I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't like that name. So the German Shorthair Pointer. Winning was very, very, very emotional because... No crying was had this time, by the way. No, no crying was had. Night Um, one, there was a lot of tears and tissues. Night two, not so much. So, this dog is the daughter of CJ, who won Best in Show at Westminster uh, a few years ago. And he passed away last year. And so, for this dog to win the group... By the same breeder owner handler. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And people are like, oh, I wish the German short hair pointer would have won. Da, 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 da. I'm here to tell you. She's got one better that's coming up. Mm. So. Stay tuned. Basically. Stay tuned on that one. Because, yeah, she, I, if the commentators, when I do listen to them, mm-hmm. um, indicated that after interviewing that particular woman, if that dog had one breed... She would have been peeled off the floor, I think. Best in the show. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm referring to, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a surprising sporting group. Lots of upsets. Um, but, yeah, I can't... If people were to say, oh, are you mad at any of these picks? Nope, not at all. To be honest with you, there was a um, messenger conversation between <laughs> future uh, guests of the podcast, Sarah and... Ashley, I happened to be a part of it because I was in it, and half the time when the, the the first, second, third, fourth dogs were picked and everything after each group, um, either Ashley or Sarah would go, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. No. I'm not mad at that. I can tell. I mean, if I had stopped paying attention, mm-hmm. I could tell when it was over and done with just by looking at my phone and I could just look at the timestamp. I'm not mad. Oh, right there. I'm not mad at that. Okay, right there. That's what's over. Right there. Okay. okay. But I do have to t- I do have to give some props to Sarah and Deb and their dog Breeze. Oh my god. For winning the first award of merit. Haley, myself, and Ashley are in Ashley's van 
at a show in, I, I want to say Northern Virginia, but I know that's probably Western right. Virginia. Western Virginia, okay. You know, just past Charlottesville. And I'm holding Ashley's phone, and we're watching mm-hmm. Sarah, you know, all the way in New York, mm-hmm. competing with this dog. And with she, Breeze, the Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. She did a masterful job. She, and Sarah is a junior handler. She is on her way to UKC. Well, actually, she's at the place where they're staying for UKC premiere right now. Yeah, and is in Michigan, yeah. And is currently the number one junior handler in UKC rankings. Mm-hmm. So, kick-ass, take names, child. Um, She did at Westminster. Cause yeah. She beat two pro handlers, didn't she? At least, yes. Yeah. And um, Bree- her and Breeze are an amazing team together. They did an amazing job. Props to Deb for letting Sarah co-own and, and show him. And yeah, it, it was fun. And then the funniest part was about five minutes after breed judging happens, Michael's phone My starts phone starts ringing, and it's Sarah. And the first words out of her mouth was, "Did you see?" <laughs> and of course we did, and it was amazing. It was it was awesome to kind of share in that moment with them, um, so yeah, it, it, it was it was nice to have friends up there and see them do well. Well, I mean, for me, I think that's the one thing a lot of people don't understand about dog shows in general. It's just it's nothing. I mean, it is like it. You honestly cannot do this independently. No. It is a fifty-fifty split in the ring. You. Mm-hmm. Are only half of the equation. Yeah. The other half is the bond that you share with the dog. If you go in there and you don't have at least some good relationship or, or at least have a good mindset, because mm-hmm. I've seen you enter the ring with a dog you've hardly ever shown and still done well. Yeah. And if you don't have a certain mentality, there's, you just, speaking from experience myself, you're not going to do well in the ring. Yeah. And um, when it comes to showing and all of that it's a team it really is it's a team sport there are, there are things going on behind the scenes that people don't see there are numbers of people involved in just having a dog do well at a show mm. and then for a junior handler to do well is amazing and i'm going to talk about it in the, in the next group too so i mean our next is this another soapbox moment? No, okay. no, no, no. Very good thing. I, I just wanted to prepare myself. To <laughs> no, very good thing. Um, so the next group is working group. Mm. The I picked the Newfoundland, which did not win the breed. There are multiple episodes of QI. Did we say that right? I have no idea. Newf- nor do I, Newfoundland? Nor do I care. Hey, <laughs> somebody died over that. Come on. So group two I put as the Samyed. Group three, the Doberman. Group four, the Portuguese water dog. The real results, number one, the Samiad. Number two, the Doberman. Three, the Great Dane. And four, the Great Pyrenees. I will say, though, that the Doberman that I picked for group three is not the Doberman that got group two. But my off-the-wall pick, Doberman, did win the breed. And so I'm, I'm kind of counting that as a victory. <laughs> Plus, if I remember correctly, you and Sarah both agreed you liked that Pyrenees. Yes, that is a beautiful Great Pyrenees. The Great Dane, 
gorgeous, gorgeous female. To those of you who are unaware, I used to show Great Danes in juniors. Yeah. I'm very familiar with that breed standard and really appreciate a nice Great Dane. You should have seen her reaction to, I don't remember where we were or if it was at Westminster, but I do recall you had a visceral reaction to missing clumber cuddles. Oh yeah, that was... Um, you, you were that was, actually... That was yesterday. You were heavily lamenting this. Yeah, because... that's also a breed that you've shown previously yes. in your early career. Yes. And, um... Seeing a clumber at Westminster just automatically brings up memories, good memories, and... of all of that, of just... this these wonderful dogs that mm-hmm. brought me so much joy in college, and they were my homework buddies, they were my... <laughs> I'm so stressed off, I have to leave... Stressed out, I have to leave campus and go take a nap on a sofa. Yeah. There were those dogs that just laid on me, and I would wake up with drool on my shirt, but I didn't give a shit. It was awesome. You still probably bitched about it. I was like, oh man, but then it yeah, was fine. That's, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. Um, Alright, so the last group, which is a terrier group... Mm. Again, my pick did not. Broken bracket. Broken bracket. Broken bracket. Uh, I said that it would be the Dandy Denmont Terriers, Group 1, Group 2, the Miniature Schnauzer, Group 3, the Smooth Fox Terrier, Group 4, the Irish Terrier. The real placements were Group 1, West Highland White Terrier, 2, Miniature Schnauzer. Hey, I got that one right. (laughs) 3, Border Terrier. Four wire fox terrier. Remember, sirs, wasn't this the section where the the doctor guy was comparing the the terriers to dog the the to bikes? This would be the mountain bike. This would be you know this. No, that was the sporting group. Oh, okay. Comparing uh, the setters. Because I remember he said wire, and I thought that was you know the terrier group. No, so the Westie very very. I was playing Pokemon. Leave me alone. Yes, you were. The Westie, very nice dog. Um, the Border Terrier is a dog that had been out for quite some time. To, I, to be quite frank, totally forgot about it. Mm. Whoops. Um, Wire Fox Terrier had been out on the West Coast. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, great group. I'm good on the judge for finding that West Highland White Terrier is a really nice dog. All right. And once again, not mad at it. Nope, not at all. Now, for best in show... Here we go. Both of my picks didn't even make it out of the group, so... Well, before we get into that, Pat Trotter. <laughs> I heart Pat, Pat Trotter, Trotter so much. She's a legend. She, I think, holds the record for most group hound group wins. Let me put it in this way. She was in, I think, what was it, Friday and, and Saturday? So, here's here's how I'm going to preface this. Okay, yeah. She was not judging. No. The best in show judge at Westminster is sequestered away so that they don't see what's going on. Specifically, they have no phone. They have no... Newspaper, no TV, no no TV, no contact with the outside world at all. Just take a book. I prefer Matthew Riley, and just go in your room and read. I saw her at Fishersville on Saturday. 
Yeah. I do want to preface this so that people don't get pissy and they're like, well, no, 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 she did not, and I will tell you why and how I know this. It is a perfect setup for her to be at another dog show when Westminster's going on, because how in the fuck is she going to find out what's going on? And she was still sequestered away. This woman is a goddamn legend. Oh, if yeah. anybody says anything wrong with her or about her, you can leave right now. Oh, Monica had a post on Facebook that someone, I mean, I saw this guy's post, I thought he was like a big time PETA follower, but she went after him. I give her credit where, where it's due. She went after him about it. Mm-hmm. And she like made her own version of the uh, of the quote that she had. So, night. the quote that Pat Trotter said. Do you, do you remember it verbatim? Yes, I do. Oh my goodness. Not all pets are show dogs, but I assure you. That all show dogs are pets. Mm-hmm. That good. is 100% true. It is a direct response to some people saying that show dogs are just kept in kennels, that they are just yeah. commodities, that they are not warming a sofa somewhere. And that's just wrong. We show dogs, every last one of our dogs live in the house. Period. Yeah. That's just how it is. They are our pets. They are members of our family. We will defend them for anything. Mm-hmm. So, I give Pat Trotter all the props in the world for saying that because it needs to be said. Watching Westminster is one of those things that... From an outsider, it looks like a lot of spectacle and all of that. But from an insider, you can see what's going on. You can understand what's going to happen. And there were moments during Best in Show judging that I could see what was going on and what was going to happen and how it was going to go. Technically, you could also hear it over her microphone. Yeah, she's mic'd. And I heard... Like when um, when Wasabi was doing the down and back. That's the Pekingese. That's the right. Pekingese. She was going, come on, you can do it. You can do it. And it was it's very. It's not a fast moving dog. No. And it shouldn't be yeah. fast. Per the breed standard. Yes. And that's one thing we need to remember here. The judge is not evaluating based on looks which one looks cool or whatever she is evaluating or personal preference yeah. or anything like that she she is evaluating breeding stock that adheres to the breed standard correct and which dog she feels matches the breed standard the best now the reserve best in show was bourbon yeah you had, originally you had you, you thought Bourbon was going to take it until Til. Pat Trotter was on, that, on yeah. that carpet. Well, until the peak started moving. And yeah. there was a point where she had, where Pat Trotter had the dogs go out and do a free stack, which is where they stand on their own. Mm-hmm. And she does this to see how they're constructed and see what's 
most natural feeling for them. Yeah. And then she has them move. When Bourbon stood out there, I was like, all right, that's beautiful. Yeah. And and then when Bourbon started to move, Bourbon, one of her biggest strong suits is the way that she moves. She holds her silhouette when she moves so perfectly. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Then when Wasabi came out, the Pekingese, and did a free stack, and his breeder owner handler, David Fitzpatrick, could basically have dropped the lead. <laughs> I mean, and he stood there, he owned the ground that he that he walked on, mm-hmm. he he exuded the very essence of what a Pekingese is, and he just couldn't be denied. He really yeah. couldn't. And I will be the first to tell you, I'm not a fan of Pekingese. Yeah. As a child. Your mother made it very clear she was not fond of the Pekingese either. No. That's not going to do anything for me, I think she said. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not the point. <laughs> Pat Trotter's not saying, oh, I'm going to own one of those. No. no. She's saying this dog adheres to the breed standard the best. This is the, yeah, yeah. And... I've been around some really nasty Pekingese, one that scarred me as a child mentally. Yikes. Its name was Brutus, and it was a dick. Well, with a name like Brutus, I mean, it's going to stab you in the back. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's It's history, look up. (laughs) So to have Wasabi win, and for me to even say... Wasabi's gonna win. Like as judging's gonna as judging is happening, I'm looking over at Michael and I said, It's gonna be it's Wasabi. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be the Pekingese. Yeah. And Just keep in mind, I was playing Pokemon just merely to sit down, shut up, let Ashley enjoy her show. Mm-hmm. I put that bitch up when it was time for best in show. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Yeah. I mean I may not have been watching it up to that point, but I'm gonna respect the final moments of it, which one of the things that the the Mike guys that followed uh, Pat Trotter onto the you mm-hmm. know to present is like it's up to you. This is your show, so, and she owned it. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. You go because do that. Not only is judging best in show at Westminster an honor and a privilege, it is the highlight of your judging career. Yeah. To and the thing is when people say, oh, you know, how are judges, you know, why is that particular judge judging? The club, and this is true for pretty much every single AKC club, The each individual club selects the judges that they want to judge at their show. Mm-hmm. To have Westminster reach out to you yeah. and say, will you please, please judge at our show mm-hmm. is an honor. And then to even have the privilege of them saying, will you judge best in show? Yeah. Is one of those moments that... It's like being called up to the majors. It's like being picked for a starring role in a major motion picture. It is oh, yeah. on par. It's amazing. It's one of those things where if I were so lucky... Yeah. I, I mean, of course, I would be shaking. I would be yeah. nervous and all of that stuff. You'd have to take a knee. 
If you weren't sitting on the bed, you'd have to take a knee. Yeah, it, it would. And then you take the other knee and start sobbing and just ugly face crying. Well, and it's, I'd have to help you off the floor, honestly. And and for Pet Trotter, who has been on the other side of it so many times, yeah. to finally be able to award Best in Show mm-hmm. is just perfection. It's amazing. And you definitely could tell that she was enjoying herself. Oh yeah. I mean, she thought this was like one of the greatest things in the world. She's <laughs> She was like, Look what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I- I'm a kid in a candy store right, right now. Right, right. With a blank check. Basically. You know? Basically. And the, I've seen some of the memes online. You want to know what the Westminster Best in Show winner wins? A purdy ribbon in a bowl. Yeah. And not no mention, money. Well, not to mention they become the Purina Pro Plan. Like dog for like a year. Well, I mean, it, look what happened with Banana Joe. Well, Banana Joe was different. It, like it's based on whatever they choose to do, and it's whatever the the breeder or owners choose to do. For Uno, they. I'm sorry. Majority <laughs> of the best in show winners, they go on to do ads for Purina. Well, I can't even say it. God, yeah, they for do. For Purina, period. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but there's also the media tour that they do. I don't even know like, if... I think the day after, they have to be on, like, Today. On yeah, they do Today Show, The View, yeah. They or they do... The Stock Exchange, I think. Stock Exchange. They do maybe Good Morning America, I think. Yeah. They do also a it's satellite... Amazing. They do a satellite tour, and um, I think they even... I don't know if they're doing it this year. They traditionally have a steak dinner at Sardi's. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like on par with like hearing my parents went to Tavern on the Green when they went to New York. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, another Westminster down. Yep. They have already announced that they're planning on having it back Which in Manhattan in I, February. I think that's a bad idea, honestly. Having it in the heart of the city like that is tense, to say the least. Not only in getting around, but also for the comfort level of the dogs. Whereas this felt... I wasn't there, I can't say, but it looked mm-hmm. to me like it was a little bit more relaxed and easy. Yeah, it was relaxed, it was less stressful. It was beautiful! Yeah, it was beautiful, you didn't have to worry about um, New York in February, and I, I think a lot of people don't understand that when dogs are traveling, a lot of these dogs are used to it. But they are not used to traveling in a city like Manhattan. Oh, my God. Where finding a place, especially for the females. The males, not so much because they can go on a tree. <laughs> but f- and their pee can freeze. Freeze on a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for females, it's hard for them to use the restroom out, you know. It's really hard. And it can be stressful, the noise, um, the... Well, this you can also make a case that, you know, this is habitual. This is something that they're used to. They're familiar with going to Madison Square Garden. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Whereas I think a change of venue is probably going to put a little bit more life into the sport. Yeah, I mean, I, who wouldn't want to go to Downton Abbey to show a dog? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it fucking looked like you were going yeah. there or something, or Great Gatsby or some shit. And I really, really, really liked this year's venue. Yeah. Um, 
I like how spread out it is. And another thing about Westminster, when it's in Manhattan and breed competitions are at the piers, it is so unbelievably cramped crowded. and crowded. Oh fucking God. Shoulder to fucking shoulder. It was nuts. And, you know, we are just now getting out of this whole pandemic thing. And... Everybody's talking about some things need to go back to normal. Well, yeah. Some of them do. do, but, I mean... I think we're in a situation where this is normal will not be enough. We need to try something different. Yeah, and when you're dealing with something like Westminster, I do agree that I think we need to have spectators back at shows. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with it. The problem that I have is you've got to limit it. You have to because with when you show at the piers, it's very, very crowded. Very. And I even think in, for 2022, the second pier won't even be open back again. Because remember how the cruise ship crashed into it and oh, all of that yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, what I would be, if I were showing at Westminster and they said, if I were going, if I were even considering showing at Westminster for 2022, if Brie judging was being held at the piers, I wouldn't go. Yeah, no. I would not do it. Too crowded. Because of the crowds, because of the fact that it's all cramped into one pier. If it were me and I was putting on a show, I have no problem having groups being held at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I really wish that if they are going to do Brie judging in Manhattan... That they have rejudging done at the Javits Center where you can spread out. Oh my god, that's a perfect place to have a con. Oh, it's so beautiful, so big, so spacious. It but can you perfect. imagine having breed rings inside of the Javits Center? It would be perfect. And that one atrium with all the steps is big enough to hold at least two rings. In the yeah, room. it's perfect. Yeah. So, that's Westminster 2021. Our opinions and all that stuff are... Follow up, all that jazz. I still want that guy's job. Michael wants Michael LeFave's job. Goddamn right I do. How many times did he screw up? I must have mocked him on several occasions. Yeah, you did. But you want his job. Well, you want his job. I mean, Sarah, I think, got a little bit angry over the fact. Like, I was like, look, if you are representing the club, Mm -hmm. you have to put your best foot forward. How old is this guy? Yeah, well. There was some fumbling, bumbling, stumbling in regards to what he was saying. And one thing I did notice about Westminster for the best in show photo, mm-hmm. there was one woman as part of their membership. And they were all oh, a bunch of... Boys. No, no, no. There were all a bunch of people over a certain age and mm-hmm. a certain race. There needs to be more diversity. There needs to be more young people involved oh, at Westminster. I also, you know, Michael and I are in full agreement on this, that Westminster and all of the major shows need to do something for the foundation stock breeds because that is one critical element that even the expert commentators got wrong. The amount of work and effort that breeds take to become fully recognized is not a matter of just forming a club. It really isn't. It is so much more than that. 
And it is more than what the majority of established breeds ever had to go through to become fully recognized. So they need to do something for those breeds. They need to do it. And for example, the exact same weekend, just 40 miles away from Lynnhurst, was the Grin- the Greenwich Kennel Club, the Norwalk, Connecticut shows, mm-hmm. where they had open shows and were, had wonderful numbers and turnout. They could have easily sent a, a crew yeah. over to that show site. Mm-hmm. Give them some publicity. Give them some publicity and explain the process because there were four new breeds that were added to Westminster this year. And instead of saying they just need to form a breed club, they could have actually explained the amount of hard work and dedication that is involved in becoming a fully recognized breed. Please do better. Yeah, you, you honestly do. I mean, you, you didn't really cover the juniors all that well. Mm-mm. You um, didn't, I mean, Ashley did her usual post after... You know, Westminster the day after, talking about how they just did not even touch on. And even if they did, it was misinformation rather than actual information. Right. All right. So that's I think that's our last soapbox for this episode. Well, I mean, you kept bringing them out. I know. I'm sorry. Well, no, you, why are you apologizing? You're expressing your opinion. You're yep. welcome to that. We have this podcast, damn it. Yeah. We will say whatever the we feel like saying, damn it. All right. So, that being said. Yep. Feel free to reach out to us about this. Uh, Twitter at about a dog one, Instagram uh, at about a dog pod, at the email, the podcast email. For those in the cheap seats who can't hear, uh, about a dog pod at gmail.com. The Facebook dear at about a dog pod. And go hug your dog. They love you. They really do. 